0: All right, before I even start this, folks, testing, testing, one, two, three, I hope this sounds crispier. I noticed that sometimes I, t- I think the mic and I like have some type of love connection because we get a little bit too close and things sound a bit muffled, but hopefully this time we have it all settled because today I have yet another very special guest, but before I talked about my social cast. You guys know what to do, go follow the page on Instagram and Twitter at T hudson 30 Well, that's, that's not the that's not the that's the old one. Okay, I'm botching up already. It's the beginning of the episode. Ring of discussions official again, R-I-N-G-O-F, D-I-S-C-U-S-S-I-O-N S official on instagram and twitter uh primarily on instagram so you guys know what to do go follow the show on there and today i am sitting down with yet another special guest with jade spade jade spade my gosh jade spade jade jade welcome to the show how are you doing today man
1: i am doing great man and thank you once again for having me on the show i greatly appreciate it thank you
0: No problem. No problem. It's always a pleasure in having just somebody on the show that has the the talent, that has the story that uh, needs to be heard. So you have a story and I'm here to give you that platform. I'm here to give you the mic and uh, to let the the world, the hashtag loyal loyal listeners of the ring of discussion show, listen to your story. And before we get started, please let the hashtag loyal loyal listeners uh, know how they can reach you on, on social media.
1: Alright, well you can reach me on Instagram, at wildcardjsaid, and that's just the letter J. You can also reach me on Facebook as well, too. Just uh, search j.said, and you'll find my fan page and stuff like that. But those, are two, those are the best two outlets to find me on social media.
0: Whoa, you have a fan page? How does that feel? How does it feel to have a fan page? I mean, come on now.
1: Uh, it, it, it's pretty weird, because for the longest I just had a regular Facebook page. But just after like so many friend requests, like, all right, I gotta start putting another page on here, so people can get in touch with me and you know see match clips, photos, and uh and match actually full length matches listed on the fan page. So it was a bit surreal, because uh, for the longest I just had a regular Facebook page. But you know, you do a few shows, like all right, I gotta create another outlet on Facebook. So it's, a, it's a great experience, definitely
0: all right that sounds pretty darn dope and we're going to get a little bit deeper on into that experience in this today's interview in today's this evening's interview whenever you guys are listening to this whether that be the morning afternoon uh after this has been uploaded i thank you so much for listening we're already at 700 plus downloads on the show for the short time that we've been on the podcasting platform i say this is a pretty darn good job i thank you so much yes thank you thank you very much but I want to congratulate you and uh, your successes in wrestling as well as life in general so that's what you're here to talk about let's hear it tell me about the beginning tell me about who Jay Spade is
1: well I mean I was, I was born in Las Vegas Nevada uh, but primarily I was raised in New Orleans, Louisiana uh, I moved to the, uh, to the south probably I would say when I was maybe like 6 or 7 uh, so for the most part, a majority of my life, I just know New Orleans. I still have some relatives that stay in the Vegas area, but uh, a good a good chunk of my family is in New Orleans. So, I mean, as far as me getting into wrestling at an early age, to be completely honest with you, I never liked wrestling growing up. I was never really around wrestling growing up. Um, I'm the oldest child out of the family, so really there was nobody who put me on to wrestling except for like my closest friends. So honestly, growing up and, and going by my friend's house and watching him watch wrestling, I never liked it. I was like, man, this stuff is stupid. Like, why are y'all looking at it? It's dumb, it's fake. Look at this stuff. Like, why are y'all wasting your time watching this? It's boring. And honestly, it, it really didn't hit me, or I really didn't fall in love with it until maybe I would say I was around uh, 12 or, or 13. Uh, and I can I can kind of remember the exact match. Uh, I knew what it was, that kind of got me more intrigued into it. And that was watching uh, was Nick Foley cactus Jack versus Triple H. Uh, I believe it was the 2000 oh. Royal Rumble. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, that that street fight match. And, and, and granted, back then, when be honest, I didn't pay for the pay per view. Uh, we had like the bootleg cable box. Office. The black box. <laughs> Yeah, I was able to watch like all the pay-per-views and all that stuff like free of charge. So like, my, my friend it was like, man, we gotta watch the pay-per-views. So, he turned into the channel and I'm just looking at it and I'm like, I, I, I see the guys go at it and I'm like, wait, I thought this stuff was fake. Like, why, are they, you know, why are they so invested into this? Why are they really trying to beat the hell out of each other? And just from that point on, it, like everything just clicked to me as far as what professional wrestling was and how it could pretty much relate to me as far as all the other mediums of entertainment I was watching. Like really back then, you know, I was, I was into the comic books and Batman, still watching Power Rangers and stuff like that. So it was almost like I see this live action, uh, like superhero fight happening on TV. And these are just like regular guys, but they all have like amazing strength, speed, or just, you know, they're just tough to watch the Mick Foley and Triple H go back and forth. when He was handcuffed, and Triple H was like hitting him with a chair, and The Rock came out. The Rock knocked Triple H down, and then he unhandcuffed, Cactus Jack, and then they went back and forth. It was was an amazing match. And from that point on, I was like hooked into wrestling. And my friends was like, I thought you hated this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I did. I thought it was stupid as hell. But now, I love it. And it just got to the point to where like, you know, just growing up, it would be, it's, it's kind of weird because everybody always asks, oh, well, what sports did you play? I never played any sports. But I was just always into working out. And it kind of got to a point to where I'm watching wrestling and I'm working out. And I would say around the age of maybe 15 or 16, is like I'm working out and I'm watching wrestling. And I see guys like, uh, like Rey Mysterio. Or I see guys like Eddie Guerrero. Guys who are you know, not extremely tall, but kind of like similar to me as far as like height and size. And I'm like, I kind of, I, I kind of resemble these guys in a sense. And then, you know, and from that point on, it's like, if they can do it, maybe I can do it. And that was just like one of the challenges that I had since I was like, you know, like I said, 15, 16. And that dream, that challenge became a dream, and it's something i stuck with even till today. A lot of people didn't think I was actually going to go through with it, but watching wrestling since I was like 12 years old, falling in love with it, and then just wanting to pursue it, that was like, you know, the biggest accomplishment to finally get to the point to where I'm even right now doing a radio interview about me wrestling.
0: Wow. Yeah. My God, you, you gave me the story. That was, wow. Uh, gosh, you covered couple things that i want to cover and i'm gonna get into a deeper more on i want to get more on that seriously uh, especially when you're talking about working out as a teenager because as the hashtag lower royalisters may know and you may not know or you may know some people know some people don't know I'm a teenager myself in high school doing the high school stuff. And you know, loving wrestling and getting the opportunity to talk to people like yourself is always like when I say it's a pleasure, I genuinely mean it's a pleasure having you on the show to listen to your experiences because they may parallel my experiences and others out there that want to feel a connection with the people that they're seeing on TV or on their phones, on their tablets, wherever they are watching wrestling at. With all that, Please talk to me about, you know, the other mediums you were into, the other forms of entertainment you were into, and how that feeds into wrestling. Just dig a little bit deeper on that. Or well, well, if it doesn't it, even fit it, feed into it.
1: Well, it's, it's really, you know, it's, if you look at, like, wrestling and, and the characters, you know, you always, are, you always hear everybody say the larger than like characters. But, you know, there's just a lot of parallels with, you know, uh, comic book superheroes. Stuff like that. Like I'm a huge Batman fan. Like, I have like a ton of Batman comics and stuff like that. Like that's literally some of the greatest stories I've read. Is uh, involving Batman. But it's having characters like that who you know a normal person to somebody who trains their body, you know, to such a extensive workout regimen to where they are able to you know fight somebody who has uh, superpowers or you know, super abilities and stuff like that who's smart enough to outthink somebody. So, you know, one thing I tell people, I mean, a lot of people say, hey, you know, what's so appealing about wrestling? You know, it's not real, it's not this, it's not that. What you're looking at is pretty much superheroes fighting each other. Or even if you don't want to take it to that extent, look at it to where it's like they're martial artists. These are, you know, trained fighters who are fighting against each other. Everybody loves, like if you go back in uh, in the 80s, Everybody loves Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah. Bruce Lee was, like, yeah, one of the baddest men on the planet. But Bruce Lee also did, you know, Kung Fu movies. He was a great martial artist outside, um, you know, in front of the camera and behind the camera. And a lot of wrestlers are the same exact way. So, you know, you have, like, these guys who, you know, some of them, like, if you look at a character like, you know, Undertaker, he's, like, a mysterious type character, he's still, like, a trained fighter. But then, you know, you look at somebody you want to look at, like, The Rock. The Rock may not be able to feel his character, but he's very charismatic, and he's, very, uh, he's a very witty uh, performer, and he, you know, he cracks a lot of jokes. That's really no different than Spider-Man, because Spider-Man does the same exact thing. He talks a lot of smack as he's beating you up in a fight. So, you know, there's a lot of parallels between superheroes and with pro wrestling characters. So it's almost like, if you're looking at it, it's, it's kind of hard to be like, I don't like pro wrestling because it's, you know, it's this. It's that, but you know, you're deep into the Marvel characters. But a lot of the Marvel characters pull from wrestling, and wrestling pulls from Marvel characters too. They so pretty much they go hand in hand. And just for me, seeing that connection, uh, pretty much being able to bridge that gap, when I finally sat down and watched wrestling for what it was, that's really what made me fall in love with it. I always had a love for it. It just took me, I had to really sit down and take the time to study it to realize, okay, these are the things that I love, and this is.
0: You know, it's really good that you brought up the point of, especially bringing up Bruce Lee, I never even thought about that. Watching, I think it was, uh, Enter the Dragon, I watched that, like, a few weeks back, and, like, really looking at the choreography, I thought it was real. And when I watched wrestling, in some cases, I'm like... Okay, this guy just got clotheslined, and like his he does the scorpion. It's a botch, but he does the scorpion, and his body's contorted. And you're like, oh my gosh, this looks like you know he's really getting brutalized. And that's what I really like about the you know entertainment aspect of wrestling. I think that's what really captures us all. Like it captured yourself as well. Uh, and I also want to talk about, you know, your experience in high school uh, when it came to working out and wrestling. Now, that's something I've never really brought up on the show, and that's what I want to ask you about. Firstly, the connections with that. I want you to dig a little bit deeper on that, uh, and maybe if wrestling did, give you any more extra motivation with that. I know some people it may. Um, I don't know about others, but I want to get your perspective on that. I would also would like for you to maybe give a couple of tips out to any uh, wrestling fans out there that are, or just fans in general that are listening at home that want to get that extra motivation to work out. Because, man, you are in great shape. So, um, I don't know how old you are, but you're in great shape. So, um, this, please let us know about that.
1: Well, I, mean, I, can, I can definitely say when it comes to, uh, to working out when I was in high school, um, wrestling didn't really motivate me to get, uh, it didn't motivate me to work out more. Uh, I was always into it, and pretty much my dad, he got me into it. He used to play football, and I want to say maybe when I was like uh, 10, maybe 10 or 11, he got me a weight bench. So I always had a weight bench in my room, so just like whenever you know, I felt like I would work out. As, as, as I was going through high school, I started working out a little bit more. Um, you know, high school is pretty much you're trying to learn yourself and trying to figure yourself out. So like a lot of days when I was like stressed or depressed, I would really just like go in my room and just, and just work out. Um, lift weights as much as I could. I didn't really have like any form or any technique. It was just almost like, I didn't the basics. You know you lift heavy stuff eventually you'll get stronger you'll get bigger and it was something that i just i just always stood with but whenever i have a bad day i in a room have my headphones on i'll be listening to music and i'll just lift weights it just got to the point to where you know i'm watching wrestling and i see like some little changes in my body and it's similar to some of the guys that's on television so i was like all right you know starting to look like these guys and Eventually when I start looking like these guys i starting to get the confidence And I'm like, alright, maybe I can actually do this But uh, really just growing up um, Me getting in shape And another aspect to it was I just I, At that time, I loved the challenge Like, I never played football Want to be honest, I'm not much of a football guy I love watching basketball But like as far as football I don't find it too interesting But I love the regimen That they go through as far as practice I mean, that was even one time where like I signed up just to do uh, the practice at football because the conditioning was like extremely brutal, and it was just, it was a challenge that I just wanted to see like I could handle. So, you know, even going through that, it was just like my dad giving me pointers here and there. That's what kind of helped me get into shape. But I'm not gonna lie, the shape that I was in back then is nowhere nowhere there. the shape that's needed for a professional wrestling. I can be completely honest with you, like I tell a lot of people. You first sign up for Wildcat, and uh, you know, and they get ready to train. These guys that you see on television, each every single week, these guys are trained athletes. They work hard in the ring and work hard outside of the ring. So, if you're not somebody who you know going to the gym or who's not accustomed to working out and doing a lot of physical activities, you have to train your body to get to that point. All they get in order to get to the ring and be successful, you have to have to love working out. You have to love a physical challenge. And that is that is definitely something that if you're not doing like at least five times out the week, you got to change that because you, honestly, you won't get far body wise, being um, you know, a pro wrestler if you're not committed to being in the gym.
0: Now, before we shift gears uh, to something I do want to talk about that I've heard multiple times, which I want to talk about your dad, who seems like he's a very integral part of your life. I want to talk about your regimen, your personal regimen. What do you follow? If you don't mind sharing, you know, we may have some people out there that are into, you know, fitness, the fitness world. Uh, You know, please let people know about what you do for your wrestling training.
1: I'll be completely honest, I'll give you my regimen, but I am not an expert (laughs) at this. I just know what's been going good for my body, and and, you know, just been kind of like trying to keep it consistent. But if you do, if you are gonna work out each and every single day, work out on on a different body part. So, on Mondays, I do chest. Um, I do, um, pretty much have like Mondays, chest. Tuesdays is on, Wednesdays is late. Thursdays I do cardio which is just consistent me going to the park or going on a treadmill and just jogging. Uh, Fridays is shoulders and on Saturdays I do pretty much uh, chest arms, and shoulders but I just do a lot of reps. Uh, It's a very short and fast workout but it's all just about repetition and getting as many reps as possible. Uh, If you're going to do chest, definitely try to find a... what I go through is like six different exercises that I do. Um, yeah, six different exercises, and I do a lot of heavy weights when I do chest. Same thing with arms. You can find six different exercises to work on your arms, your biceps, and your tricep. Uh, Same thing with legs, too. Um, definitely with shoulders. And the thing is, is that I kind of I mix and match. So for the most part, I'll try to find some clips on YouTube, some exercises on YouTube. And I'll try them out and, you know, see if they're fun, if they're, if they're challenging and whatnot. And just from there, I'll continue to use it or I'll just search on YouTube to find more. But before doing any exercise for the day, I always warm up with ab work, with ab I So I'll at least take like 20 to 30 minutes on just doing abs. Different core exercises uh, to focus on the top of my uh, upper abs, middle abs, and then lower abs as well, too. And in addition to all that, you still have to diet because in order really to get uh, to get any type of definition within your head, you have to diet. Yeah, you know, pretty low fat, low uh, yeah, pretty low fat diet. And I consume a little bit of carbs, but I'm not like I don't really deprive myself of carbs like uh, a lot of other people do. But definitely you have to you have to cut out the food and the fried food, with stuff.
0: Oh gosh! you can say that again <laughs> yeah I, I I completely agree I completely understand that uh, and thank you for giving us a little peek into the the temple of jade spade uh jade why is this this the aid part the spade jade spade my gosh my brain just flip-flops back and forth uh but i do want to talk about your father because i hear you i hear you bring him up you know it's hard you bring him up a couple of times so talk to me about growing up um the household how did that look like let me little let me know about that a little bit more
1: Only for me like my dad he, he was definitely somebody who... You know, he worked, uh, I think it was like six days out of the week, so like at the time, the only days we would spend like a good amount of time with each other, uh, when I was younger, was like on uh, Saturdays and Sundays. Now, you know, as of right now, uh, me and my dad, we're both entrepreneurs, so he has his own furniture store business in the city, which I helped him with, and also I'm pretty much starting my own, uh, my own Dackley business in the city of New Orleans, too. But the reason why I've got to this point of being, trying to be an entrepreneur, is through him because ever since I think I was, uh, I was maybe 10 or 11, he would always bring me around his job so that I could work and pretty much uh, work around him and you know, also to try to build up a good work. And so, getting me to work around the store, just clean furniture, cause he, always, he was always in the furniture business uh, for as long as I can remember. He always worked doing some type of furniture. He was a salesman. Either he delivered it or he was like GM of a furniture company. So I would always come in, clean the furniture, wipe it down, put some furniture pieces together and once I got to the age, I was delivering furniture uh, for him. So that was, that was kind of like what got us bonding time times and stuff like that, is me working around him in addition to us uh, working out together and stuff like that. So, but he was definitely somebody who Pretty much told, pretty much totally and taught me how to be a hard worker. Like you really can't accomplish anything if you don't give it a hundred percent. Whether it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing, if it's you wrestling, or even if it's just you, you know, working out at the gym, you gotta put your all to it. You gotta be passionate about it. Because if you're not passionate about it, it's not gonna show. And honestly, that was like one of the one of the only people to really kind of sit down and tell me that, you know, and then also show me that as well too, because he has had success his career as being an entrepreneur because he puts this all into it. That was one of, the, one of the biggest lessons that I learned from him. Not just hearing it, but also witnessing
0: it as, as well. Now, it was just the two of you growing up, am I correct?
1: No, I, I had my mom, too. Like I said, uh, most part of like my hard work that I got like my just working out in general and then, like, pursuing that came from Mom was always, there. she was pretty much kind of like the, the supportive one. But he was like, I think he would be the one to kind of give me the hard lessons, and he kind of showed me that as well too. My mom, she's always just been like the, the number one. I would probably say she's like the number one supporter as far as if this is something that you really want to do, then by all means go ahead and, and, and pursue it. My dad was more like, if you're going to do it, you're going to have to like really prove to me that you can handle it. So really growing up, I was, I was like one of the shyest kids out of the family. But it was it was it was a bit hard for him to see me go from being shy to talk to people to you know performing in a ring in front of thousands of people. Like I just can't see you doing that. But if you're gonna do it, I'm gonna want you to show it to me. I'm gonna want you to prove to me that you're really about this. But my mom was probably more of like the loving and the caring one as far as this is what you want to do. Then I have faith in you. Like I, I I know I know you can get it done without anything. Hmm.
0: Well, I uh, that's awesome to hear. it's awesome to hear about, you know, the, the connection between both of your parents as well as yourself with the tough love aspect and the, you know, I'm gonna support you all the way, love aspect, you know, that's, that's really, really nice to hear. Now I also want to talk about you said you're the oldest, am I correct? That
1: is correct. The oldest out of three.
0: Alrighty, so how have the talk talk about the relationship with your other siblings as well as the perception of you now being a wrestler?
1: Well, so, uh, I kind of want to say uh, really, uh, my sister, when well, she's younger than me, she's uh, man, what I like six years, I think she's six years younger than me, and then my youngest brother, he's nine years younger than me, so, so for a good period of time, I was like maybe like the own child, um, and then my sister came, and then eventually my brother came, so You know, the the relationship with us when we were younger was a bit rocky, just because I wasn't used to having other people in the household. Um, They always, they bring that up all the time as far as like, you know, whenever we had food or toys or candy and stuff like that, and just me being selfish. Can't help it, I was used to being a only child. I didn't them that at a certain point. But uh, like the older we got, you know, and just everybody just started maturing and stuff like that, you know, the easier our relationship has gotten. We all work around each other, literally. Me, my dad, my brother, my sister all work at the same friendship store. So we see each other constantly. Uh, our relationship is, is really good now, but I think to me, it's, which they may, feel, they may feel a little bit different, but I feel like I kind of inspired them in the sense of going out there and trying to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. So. For the most part, trying to be a pro wrestler seems to look like a pipe drink, something that's not really realistic. And definitely it wasn't something that was talked about in my family, really there was nobody else interested. But them seeing me perform and think to something that I've always wanted to do, I definitely believe that inspired them to try to think outside the box and pursue something that they may have one time felt wasn't um, possible. Uh, my brother, he's trying to get more deeper into writing. He wants to be pretty much like a screenplay writer or he wants to do graphic novels as being a writer. My sister, she's trying to focus more on fashion or being like a, a stylist. And they're, they're not necessarily safe careers, but there are careers that's pretty much pushing the boundaries and requiring them to use their imagination to be more creative, which is similar to wrestling it's a career, but it's a career that requires a lot of creativity
0: in order to take and, and with a little two cents that I do have in the wrestling industry from listening to people like yourself, creativity and art being artistic, you know, whether it be your in-ring style, your in-ring gear, your, your charisma, you know, how you speak on the mic, it's all about, you know, how you push that over and how you get that over to really, you know, get yourself over, you know. Um, so I guess it's really cool ghoul, My gosh, not Halloween yet I guess it's really cool to hear <laughs> The connection between uh, Art And wrestling And uh, just life in general with your siblings So yeah,
1: honestly, with, with, That was one of the things that Connected me to wrestling was It's just another art form Even with me going to school I was, I was deep into art I used to, used to draw and paint constantly but like, right next to working out, another thing that helped me uh, relieve a lot of stress was this drawing. And if you, look at the, if you look at what the guys do in the ring, they're pretty much artists. They're putting on an improv of a fight, an improv of a battle. This is a one take opportunity to watch a live fight. Unlike the movies that we look at, which is another art form too, they have multiple takes and multiple tries, but with pro wrestling you only have one try to do it, one take to do it. And that, that in a sense, is another form of art. And that's one of the things that true me toward pro wrestling is just another way to express myself. If I can't do it off of a off of paint or, you know, pen and paper, I can just do it in a ring to express myself.
0: No, it's self-expression and with art, and you know, comparing art to wrestling. Do you still have any of the pieces that you did draw or did paint back when you were younger?
1: You know, I still, yeah, I still have some pieces. I still have some pieces. Like honestly, it's been, it's been some years since I've drawn anything, and you know, it's probably mainly just due to me not really being that inspired to draw. Uh, I think the last thing that I did draw might have, might have been like, uh, maybe 13 years ago. Oh, we. Yeah, yeah. I know I, I I drew something right after Hurricane Katrina, after we came back from Hurricane Katrina, and pretty much like the neighborhood was, was getting back to normal. And I kind of sat down and I drew something, and I painted it. It, it, it looked good, but it's kind of like ever since then, it's like my inspiration has just kind of shifted for something else. So. Uh, I probably could get back into it. I just I, I had to sit down and just concentrate and focus. But I've been putting just a lot of my creativity into wrestling as a way.
0: Now before we hop back onto the wrestling track, you just mentioned Hurricane Katrina. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, how did your family deal with that? How did you deal with that? What was it like going through that time?
1: Well, you know, luckily for us, we didn't, we didn't really experience that much uh, that, much heartache and loss um, even though I work in the city of New Orleans uh, at that time I was living on the West Bank which for the most part of the West Bank is like a 15-minute drive outside of the city so we weren't affected by any flooding or anything like that but my dad's business which was the main thing uh, which was one way that we were making uh, a living off of his business was located in the city of New Orleans so his entire store flooded oh,
0: no. all the
1: dirt inside of it was uh, completely damaged uh, there was mildew and mold all on the walls and stuff like that so when we came back it was one of those situations where it was like all right you know what can we do for money um, our house was luckily our house was still in good condition and you know prior to us going back we spent two, yeah, it was two months at my uncle's house where she was sitting in Lafayette. Lafayette is like a two, two and a half hour drive outside of the Orleans. So even though our house was in good condition, thank God, uh, what we had to do is we had to build my dad's business back from the ground up. So we pretty much had to completely gut out, get rid of all the old dirty, mildew furniture, take it out, clean the walls, knock down all the sheetrock to where it was really just looking at just like a skeleton. Up uh, the inside, and we just had to start brand new. Uh, create new walls. Luckily we had stone walls on the building, so all we really had to do was kind of pressure wash the uh, the mildew off the walls. And from there, we started brand new, had to get a brand new inventory. Even before we was able to open our store, we, uh, we had some furniture and we were selling it outside of my aunt's house. And she had a house uh, that wasn't damaged or anything like that. So we had some of my furniture and our mattresses set up in our house, and we would just sell it outside of the house like that until we was able to get our store back and running. So that right there was like a humbling experience because to literally go there and see everything destroyed, and I want to say it probably took us about three months to get everything up back and running at that store. And once we got it back and running, it was the business we been doing good ever since.
0: Wow. Uh, would you say that'd be a blessing in disguise?
1: It was. It was because honestly, it, it, it was just a lesson learned. A, a lot of things that you know you put value into, or you know the money that you put into, as, well, as far as building up homes, a lot of materialistic things that you may want or, or you truly desire, and you know you have pride for. It. All that can disappear. Nothing really is a guarantee in life because no matter how much you know, money you had or, or how big or how fancy your house was, you know, if you was caught in an area where it was flooding at, then that was it, it was done. Like, you know, it truly really was done. You can always rebuild again, but the thing is, is that it's, just, it's not really a really guarantee. Like, whatever you have right now, cherish it now because long it could be gone. And there may not be anything you can do about it So just enjoy the little time that you have Enjoy your possessions that you have But just
0: understand that It can't disappear Wow, well, that right there is powerful And definitely well needed In some of our lives I can uh, vouch for that uh, I hate to
1: break boot down like that but
0: <laughs> No, no, that's lightening the mood I mean, that's the truth I mean, <laughs> that's the one thing that Uh how do, how do I say this? One thing that we as a people don't, I think, really grasp is that this is, uh, in some cases, you know, there's many beliefs out there, but in some cases, you know, this is a one-time shot. You know, in certain things, you really can't, you know, redo. So I mean, rebuilding a house that cost lots and lots of money, maybe you don't have access to that anymore. Maybe you know, it was a, I don't know, two million dollar house gets flooded something happens i don't know you know what happened i can't say i was not there but uh you know if you're affected financially then you know something's happened. so uh you're giving me your humble experience you're giving me your experience and that's the truth so it doesn't you know it's not a debbie downer in fact that's very inspirational for those that uh maybe going through some tough times whether that be financially emotionally or anything like that just knowing that you know just like the furniture store, you can be rebuilt. Just gut out everything. That that was bad. Gut all that mildew and rebuild it. So, uh yeah. So thank you for sharing that. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. Um anyways, so let's get right back into the wrestling gear of things, the wrestling lifestyle. Now tell me about the beginning of your wrestling training. Tell me about, you know, we we've talked about it a little bit, but not that much. So, give me a little bit more info on wrestling training and your time in the business so far
1: well i started my training with wildcat sports uh, you know at the time it was it, it literally is the only place in Louisiana to train that because um, i had like a decision either i was going to go to ROW or i was going to go to wildcat sports and just kind of doing like some research on the company i was like all right you know, they got a, a reputable head trainer, Luke Hawks. Because um, as soon as I Googled his name, I found out he was the guy who tried to kill Matt Hardy.
0: Oh gosh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I was like, alright, so obviously he seems like he knows what he's doing. But uh, when I first signed up, you know, they haven't had so many classes before me. And just, you know, just kind of going in, you know, the guys were like, alright, I feel... You look like a guy who knows what he's doing. So our first day of training, you know, you always have to go through conditioning, and I made sure I was ready for that, because, you know, growing up watching wrestling, I watched the uh, the Tough Enough series, and I remember seeing the guys go through conditioning on Tough Enough, and they were throwing up, like they were puking constantly, and one thing I hate to do is I hate to throw up, so I'm like, alright. There's no way I'm going to sign up for this place and be throwing up like on the first day, second day or whatever. I hate throwing up. So even prior to starting my training, I was doing like dish, I was doing cardio like three times out the week. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get like, you know, blown up and start throwing up on people and stuff like that. So once I finally got to training, I was actually pretty prepared for it. I don't want to say I went through it easily, but... It was like, I was one of the guys like out of the entire class. We really only had like a class of uh, four guys to sign up. So I was just pretty much like the leader of that pack. But uh, in the very end, it was me and Danny Flamingo, we were the ones who pretty much kind of graduated out of that class. And we started wrestling at the same exact time. And me and Danny Flamingo pretty much went on from there to have like one of the best feuds in Wildcat sports. But that feud started me getting to where I'm at now is for us pushing uh, to get through the conditioning, to learning how to, you know, take the bumps properly and pretty much how to, you know, protect ourselves in the ring and just learning the art of pro wrestling. And honestly, like, if it wasn't for that guy pushing me, uh, I really probably wouldn't even be talking to you because he's just one of those guys who's like, and he doesn't even look like a big guy, but he's tough as hell. Like, you, you can't knock him down and keep him out. He's one of those guys who will constantly give back up. So that was one of the, the motivations that I needed, is having him right next to me trying to compete for the same thing.
0: That sounds like the real brotherhood or the real familyhood that's inside of wrestling, Uh, and that's that's really cool to hear. Seriously, that's definitely cool to hear, because there's like you can hear a lot of parallels between uh, wrestling and other forms of entertainment, whether it be sports, combat sports, uh, you know, acting, things like that. So it's really cool to hear the the real familyhood that you've built, the real family, the real brother uh, that you built, or mentor. I don't know how how would you describe him? Brother, mentor, friend?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you could definitely say pretty much like a brother, a friend. Not really, I, I can't say a mentor, kind of like the guys who are above me. They're definitely my mentors. Right. Like, as far as like the guys who train with me alongside, comrades, brothers, friends, stuff like that. Like, they're, they're, he was there with me as soon as I signed up. So, wow. Like, he's there for like the entire ride, the entire journey.
0: Wow, that is really, really fine and dandy to hear, and I really want to start to get into your wrestling career now, so let's talk a bit more about that. Before I even get into that, I want to ask you about the traveling schedule. Do you have an intense traveling schedule? Do you have to be on the road all the time?
1: Oh, actually, uh, probably compared to a lot of others, like, recently, my schedule is pretty light. I mean, last year, I had... It was pretty expensive, uh, kind of like the month of October, and then I think like the month of September too. I, I was wrestling every other week or well, every weekend, literally. But as of this year so far, my schedule's been pretty light. So This is light. I'm kind of working on something new, some new content to kind of put out, and uh, hopefully I have up within like a week or two. But as of right now, my schedule's pretty light. Just kind of doing like some wildcat sports shows. Yeah. Definitely
0: open <laughs> Do you hear that folks? Do you hear that? Okay. NXT, okay. Ring of Honor. Anybody out there? I'm seriously uh, I am serious. I'm very serious. Uh, I am not joking. I don't know why are you why are you laughing? This is not funny. I'm being super serious. I'm telling you, NJPW, anybody out there you guys better call Jay Spade. Seriously. Seriously, seriously. How many times am I gonna say that? Seriously. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um so let's also get into, again, your current career. Tell me about that. Tell me about how things have evolved, how things have changed, and how you're feeling about it. Well, I would say pretty much for the
1: top uh, of the year, uh, I, I don't know, I feel like I've been putting on some, some really good matches as of late. Uh, this past Christmas, I just lost the uh, Wildcats Sports every championship in will go down I was the longest ranking champion uh, my reign was for 479 days and I just lost that belt to past Christmas to Steve Anthony oh my gosh so, yeah but so as far as anything anything is concerned with Wildcat sports I'm just trying to get my belt back but unfortunately what's been going on as of, as of late is Steve Anthony and some weird crooked official that we have and Saeed Amabusa, he seems to be kind of not calling the, the, the calls right or calling the plays right. Or for some reason, he can't seem to count right. And that's leaving me without a belt. So this upcoming show, which is April 13th, uh, as J.D. Milo Jameza, I will be at my rematch for the championship. And Saeed will not be the referee, and I guarantee you, I will be walking out as a two-time champion. Uh, definitely, anybody if you're in the in in Louisiana area, definitely come on down and check out our uh, show, for Wildcat Sports. It will take place in Meadow, Meadoway, Louisiana. Tickets are only $12. Even if you're not in a Louisiana, in the Louisiana area, just travel on down to Walnut. It's a great city to come to. 24 hour drinking, great food, and then you can watch wrestling as well, too. But Kind of outside of that, I'm currently working on something uh, with one of my tag team partners, Buku Dao. Uh, we're trying to create some, some new online content for everybody to kind of check us out. But I don't want to reveal too much about it, but I will say it's, it's definitely it's a different side. You'll see a J. Spade and also a different side. Well, it's more of what you'll see with Buku Dao. We do have our tag team uh, going on and our tag team is Slime Season. So we're creating some online content for this live season, along as well with other Wildcat sports wrestlers as well, too. And, and in addition that, man, y'all can just catch me out at any other show. that y'all can me, I just did a show recently last Saturday in Pennsylvania for Elite Championship Wrestling. Anybody who's looking to book the Wildcard, I feel like they can outrest me. By all means, just pick the promotion, and I'll be out there.
0: Do you hear that folks? We got ourselves a confident guy here. He can kick all your butts, alright? So you better watch out. You better watch out. Now s- explain to me about this old slime season thing. What in the world is slime season? I know it's the tag scene, but where did the name come from?
1: Slime season came from, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's slime. Whenever I see Buku Dal, I'm like, what's up, slime? It's like, just living slime. Even the best I can, slime. So, Slime is slime. You see one of your good friends on the street, You said, what's up, slime? slime am just hanging in now, so us together, we are slime season, uh, kind of like two misfit guys who for some weird reason, we get along, and besides tag teaming, we kind of have like our daily lives, which we'll be showing y'all some of that stuff on our online content that will be coming out soon.
0: Oh my gosh, now uh, Slime. This sounds like a 90s friend reference, not friends, the show, but like a 90s, like, what's up, Slime? what's up brother? I don't know how the 90s was I was not even alive then, so I'm just gonna assume but <laughs> what is up my slime yo yo fresh Prince of Bel Air I don't know okay I'm gonna stop I'm with the these fun,
1: 90s <laughs> <laughs>
0: slime is slime I think I'm gonna start using that from now on alright any friends out there listening to the show anybody out there that I don't even know I'm just gonna call you all slime now okay I'm I'm stealing that from you I apologize but I'm stealing that so slime alright you guys are all the slime hashtag loyal loyal listeners alright um, anyways we are gonna be coming to a close on today's show so far I feel like I got a little bit too intimate there with the microphone sorry about that our relationship has to slowly move apart anyways um, I, I I gotta stop with that <laughs> I gotta stop with that people are out there like this guy is weird he has a, a relationship with his microphone I do it's a bit weird we're not gonna talk about it on the show cuz about Jay Spade here uh, let's talk about where you see yourself in in the next five years, I always ask this because I feel like it's important for goal setting, uh, you know, finding out who you are and what you want to be. Um, you are achieving, you know, your dream, which is absolutely crazy. Like, uh, before I even continue, has it really settled in the fact that you're a pro wrestler? Yeah, like, yo, know, it was honestly a
1: little bizarre. Every now and then, like, you get that quick reminder of, like, wow, I'm really doing this stuff. And it probably happened. Uh, this past Saturday at the show that I did, me and Matt Lancy, another guy, we wrestled numerous times. We always put on great matches. Uh, as soon as the match was over, it was like everybody stood up and just gave me a standing ovation, even though I lost the match. And it was just kind of like one of those things where you just kind of like stand there. You're like, yeah, I'm really doing this right now. Like, yeah, yeah, this is actually happening. And it's, it's it's eerie, but it's a great feeling. Like, it's weird. A little bit
0: uncomfortable, but it's one of those feelings like, yeah, this is what you work for. Well, um, oh, you know what? I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say for the very end because I want to hear a little bit more. So let's just hear this little last piece now. Please let me know. Uh, Where do you see yourself in the next couple years? Not five years. Where do you see yourself in the future? Where do you want Jay Spade to be in the future? Slime season for that matter. Just, Where do you want to see yourself in the future?
1: Well, Jay Spade in the future uh, would be more of a bigger name and not just in pro wrestling, but just in entertainment in general. Uh, On the pro wrestling side, I will be in more promotion. You will see more gold around my waist or across my shoulders. And you will also see Jay Spade probably do more acting as well too. Jay Spade doing more writing. Um, Cause you'll see Slime Season and then you'll see pretty much like the creator and the writer of Slime Season and it will be Jay Spade. So you'll see a lot of that and not, you'll see a lot more of me. And not just wrestling, but also just entertainment in general. And that's, that's definitely one of my goals it isn't to my personal goal. My business is, I want them to definitely go too. I mean, I'm, uh, I have a group business so I'm trying to get that, that out on the forefront and just kind of cover as many avenues that I think I can as far as just expressing myself. I definitely will be expressing myself more in the ring and I will express myself more on the television screen. Not just wrestling but doing comedy, doing drama, all types of stuff. Whatever I feel is the inspiration for it. I'm going to try to express it out and give it to the world.
0: Well, uh, hearing what you said earlier about your father and how, you know, the guys got the working spirit, I definitely hear the working spirit, and the one thing I can say is, out of the past year that I've had, uh, people on my show and you being possibly, I think, the 27th guest on the show, which, woohoo, thank you so much for being on the show, um, I do want to say it's awesome to see when people blossom, you know, from when I first talked to them, um, to where they are, so I cannot wait to see where you are Uh, you have a lot of you know faith in yourself and i have a lot of faith in you as well um and again it was just awesome to know how enthusiastic or how open you were to come on the show uh that means so much as always and i cannot wait to see your face on all of the screens not just the 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 phone not just the laptop not just the tv but heck maybe even the billboards when they become electronic and robots take over i don't know we got to see more jade jade oh there we go jade are you from like mortal Kombat? i don't know jay spade my gosh jay spade uh seriously man thank you so much for coming on cannot wait to see you fully blossom. Please let the hashtag Loyal Royal Slime listeners know where they can find you on social media again.
1: Alright, so you can follow my page on Instagram at wildcardjspade to look me up on Facebook just put in the search tab j.spade and if you want to follow Slime Season just look, up, look us up on IG Slime Season Wrestling and that's Slime S in
0: wrestling That's all alrighty and you all know where to find the ring of discussions wrestling show wrestling 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 that's my favorite word out here folks <laughs> right next to folks and slime that's my new favorite word um, anyways uh, you guys know to catch the show ring of discussions official on instagram and on twitter i need to change it to ring of discussions official because i still have it as t hudson 3rd but i want to make this more of a community based platform so again it is ring of discussions r-i-n-g like the thing that you have on your finger or the thing that you have uh on your belly button or your ear or whatever or the squared circle itself of discussions like the discussion I had tonight with Jay Spade, wildcard Jay Spade. Uh, and, and you're gonna get that championship on you. I'm rooting for you. Can't wait to see that heavyweight champ back on you You heavyweight champ, uh, and also you guys know what guys the show whether you listen to this on the Apple podcast uh, No longer on Spotify for some reason I'm gonna get that fixed. I have said that for the past two months I don't know still got to figure it out got to send out some emails uh, got to get some business done to make sure you guys can all listen to the show on anchor FM uh, And you can find this all in the link of the bios on on instagram and twitter that can also send you the website la, la 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 i am speaking quite fast right now than i have in a while i'm actually really enthusiastic it's the first show we've had back on uh on this channel in quite a bit so again i thank you so much jay for sitting down and a genuine pleasure thank you so much
1: thank you man i greatly appreciate this opportunity
0: No problemo. Hope to have you on in the future. And as always, folks, (coughs) I'm going to try not to to blare out anybody's headphones because I've listened. Seriously, folks, you do not understand. I listen to the playback sometimes and I realize I'm speaking too close to the mic. So we're going to try this one more time, all right? (coughs) Thank you, folks, for watching. And I'm your host of the Ring of Discussions podcast, your Triple Crown Tri National Hardcore Cruiserweight Champion of the World. Truman Hudson, and I am signing out, folks. Thank you very much. I have not done that in a while. We've got to clear the pipes a little bit anyways. I kind of liked it. Let me know what you guys think about the show, and uh, I will catch you all next time. Peace. The slime. Out. What is going on, folks? I'm your host of the Ring of Discussions podcast, Truman Hudson. The very triple contract and hardcore crazy champion of the world. That was really fast, but you'll hear it at the end of the show. Again, I'm your Triple Crown International Hardcore Cruiserweight Champion of the World, Truman Hudson III. Not sounding a bit enthusiastic because I noticed we had a little bit of that background noise on the previous recording, on the recording of today's interview, so hopefully it doesn't pick up throughout this intro, and hopefully it does not distract you from the great story that wild card Jade Spade, Jade, Jade. He is going to be really mad. Are you going to be mad at me, Jay? Please do not get mad at me. Mr. Jaden, not Jaden Smith, Mr. Jaden Spade, do not get mad at me. All right. My slime. You're my slime. Right? Slime season hashtag. Slime season hashtag. Hashtag loyal listeners, right? right okay i'm botching up here either way i had an amazing interview with jay spade here on the show this evening folks it, w- it was amazing it was awesome having him on i can now wait for you guys to hear that so you guys know what to do subscribe wherever you are listening to the show on leave a rating wherever you are listening to the show on uh and without further ado here is my interview with the wild card the wild one jay spade